0: The Mother Movement would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was recorded, the Yorta Yorta and Dharawal Nations, and pay our respects to Elders, both past and present. Hello and welcome to The Mother Movement. This is a podcast by Mums for Mums, where we dive deep into the incredible world of motherhood. As mothers ourselves and passionate health professionals, we understand the unique challenges and joys that come with raising children. Each week, we'll bring you captivating discussions with experts in the field of motherhood. So, no matter where you find yourself on this beautiful, sometimes bumpy road, remember that you're never alone on this journey. Together, let's dive in and celebrate each other as we navigate the joys and challenges of motherhood. To make healthcare more accessible, today is the first in our series of Evidence Bites. These episodes are short and sweet, bringing you the key points of information on a particular topic. Today, we have accredited practicing dietitian, Ali grattan smith Ali works closely with pregnant and postnatal women, and if you'd like to know more about Ali, you can listen to our first episode or head to our website at www.themothermovement.com. With that, let's dive straight into our first Evidence Bite episode. Here's Ali.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm the dietitian with um, the Mother Movement. So my first question, I'm sorry I'm just reading it, was as a vegetarian are there any extra things I should be doing in particular during the postpartum um, period? So this is that's a great question because I guess in short yes there definitely is. Um, and I guess the key things here if you're a vegetarian one of the biggest ones going to be around your iron stores. So all women who've had um, who've been pregnant and then given birth, iron can be an issue, whether you're vegetarian or not. Um, so that's first before I get into the vegetarian side of things, just everyone should get their iron tested, and that's because our um, when we're pregnant, our iron stores, our iron sorry, our iron needs go up so, by so much, um, and a lot of you might have found that you know, especially in that sort of second and third trimesters, your iron stores do start to go down. A lot of people might have been put on supplements, um, and then you know, you've already got these low stores and then you give birth, have more blood loss and then the sort of bleeding that goes on for weeks after birth. So it's really common to be either anemic, um, which is when your iron stores are like below the normal range, or just have slightly low iron after birth. Now, the reason why it's um, sort of more important for, well, not more important, but you're more, sort of more at risk when you're vegetarian is because our sort of best um, sources of iron are going to be from animal So red meats, um, chicken, fish are sort of our main sources, especially that red meat of iron. Of course there are um, vegetarian sources, so our legumes, lentils, tofu, eggs, dried fruit, green leafies. So they give us iron, sadly we don't absorb it as well as we do the um, animal products. but you can then boost the absorption a little bit if you sort of pair those iron foods with um, some vitamin C foods. So, you know, citrus fruits or tomato, capsicum, broccoli, potato, they're all quite good sources of vitamin C. Um, so yes, yeah, so I guess with the iron, it's definitely important. And this is whether you're breastfeeding or not. So your, um, you know, your iron needs are the same and they go back to normal after you're not pregnant anymore. So that's not the issue. It's more that we usually quite low in our stores because of the pregnancy so this is a really good opportunity to bump them back up in this in this time Um, the other thing with vegetarians it sort of goes hand in hand with iron is b12 because again you know our main sources are going to be those animal products of the meat chicken fish yeah so please get it checked because a lot of vegetarians um do end up needing supplements and non-vegetarians too but just get that checked with your gp Um, if you eat dairy and eggs, so you're not vegan but vegetarian, that's you can get some B12 there. Um, if you're vegan, it's a lot harder. So you can get there's like some fortified breads, or some of the plant milks can be fortified, but not all of them. So again, really important to get it checked, uh, and supplement if if needed. Um, okay, I was trying to think of some other ones. So this is one if you're breastfeeding, it um. I mean, it's important for everyone, but more important if you're breastfeeding is is our omega-3s. So our main source of omega-3 is going to be through that fish, that beautiful oily fish. You can get um, omega-3s through some nuts and seeds. So things like walnuts, um, chia, flax seeds, hemp seeds. um, You know, they're really good sources. However, if you're not a fish eater, it's hard to get enough um, that we need for breastfeeding because it goes into our breast milk and it's very good for baby's brain, important for baby's brain development. Um, so that's one thing if I was vegetarian or vegan or just don't eat fish. Um, an, an omega-3 supplement is something I would consider if I was breastfeeding. Um, and I guess the only other thing I would really think about um, in this period if you again if you're breastfeeding is your calcium if you're a vegan. So if you're not having we get most of our calcium through our dairy products. So if you're not having any cow's milk dairy, just check that what you're having. so if you're having um, a plant milk uh, plant-based milk, check that it's calcium fortified Um, and again calcium supplementation is something that you might consider now when I talk about all this supplementation stuff it is it can get quite complicated so I do recommend especially if you're vegetarian or vegan or you just think that your diet does need a bit of supplementing especially if you're breastfeeding I would it's worth seeing a dietitian or just booking for a one-off just because you know there's also things like if you're taking iron and calcium supplements you know you're supposed to take them at different times of the day because calcium can inhibit the iron absorption when they're in supplement form. So there's just little things like that that I'm just mindful if I'm saying, oh yep, but supplement this and supplement that. But it's you you do need someone to do it a nice individual sort of tailored thing for you depending on what your diet is, because also you don't want to then be supplementing unnecessarily as well. So just keep that in mind um, with that. Now I think that's all that's the main parts. I do actually go into more of that stuff with um, like iron and things in the membership. There's some more detailed videos there if you need more information. Um, The second question I had, um, which is another great question, was if I have a lot of fish in my diet, do I need to be careful with how much, um, or like if you're breastfeeding in terms of mercury? So this is a great question, and I don't think many people think about it. We think about it a lot in pregnancy um but I don't get asked very often about with the breast milk so yes mercury can pass into from our blood into our breast milk um however it's a it's at smaller amounts and smaller amounts than when you were pregnant so less than what crossed the placenta wall however so yeah because it does go into the breast milk we still need to be mindful having said that it is still as it was in pregnancy it is still totally safe and recommended to have your two to three serves of fish every week um except for the high mercury fish. So I'm just going to list a couple of the sort of main, there's not many, but their main um, big sort of high levels of mercury in them. And they're there are big fish that, you know, it's not that common to eat regularly anyway. So things like your king mackerel, so your your regular mackerel's fine. Um, shark, or it's also known as flake. So that's one to look out for because it can sometimes be in like fish cocktails and things at fish and chip shops. Um, and then things like swordfish and marlin. So those big predator fish, there's um, not... We're not talking, you know, your canned tuna. That's totally fine. So if you're consuming, um, yeah, some tuna, salmon, sardines, anchovies, maybe barramundi, whatever you're having, those smaller fish are totally fine. And we do really recommend that you have them, um, you know, two to three times a week because, as I said, that's our best source of omega-3s. So especially if you're breastfeeding, please keep having that fish. So um, to who sent that question in? Keep eating fish. It's very good for you and good for bub. I hope that was helpful and uh, I look forward to seeing you all again soon in the Facebook group.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. For a wealth of free resources, visit our website, themothermovement.com, and if you are seeking even more support and expert insights, join our postpartum package with more than 40 videos from health professionals and a supportive community of like-minded mothers. Together, we can navigate the postpartum journey with confidence. This is The Mother Movement.